Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge the mound. He's going to charge Martinez, and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Vatek, and now the benches are empty. It's time for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Yershinsky wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate, and Yershinsky not only bangs in the barracks, bangs onto the plate, and here they go. Step up to the plate for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner. Posebnik getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. The fan. Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that at the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080thefan.com. Speaking of podcasts, Beers on Us drops tomorrow at 4 p.m. Get that wherever you get your podcasts, including at 1080thefan. Mike and I chat a little dry hopping and taste a couple beers side by side to let us see what dry hopping does to beers. Nerd alert. It does a lot. Tuck does a lot. Yeah, as we found out. Um, I was diving in some nerd stuff here um, on Christy Mathewson as, uh, during the break. Uh, he died in 1925, day one of the 25 World Series, October 7th, game one of the World Series. He obviously wasn't playing in it. Um, he died of tuberculosis because that's what happened back then. Um, although, who knows? Someone could die of COVID-19 on day one of the World Series this year. Uh your mouth. Yeah, right. He was, uh, Chrissy Mathewson was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame in uh, 1936. He is part of the first five. Okay. Uh, Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, Walter Johnson, Honus Wagner, and Chrissy Mathewson. He was the only one not alive at the time. Is that the greatest Hall of Fame class of all time? Has to be. <laughs> I mean, like, right? Remember we've had that debate of like, because what was the other one? It was like Griffey and Chipper. and Yeah, we're like, Griffey Chipper, good one. Yeah, really nice. good class. Maybe yeah. one of the best of all time. Oh, the original one was pretty yeah, solid. Yeah, the original one's pretty solid of Ruth Cobb, Johnson, and Wagner, and Mathewson. Uh, in 99, the Sporting News ranked him seventh of the greatest, 100 greatest players of all time. Okay. Highest ranking National League pitcher. 
Does it say who was above him? Uh, it does not, but I mean, I could maybe look it up. Uh, ESPN called his 1905 World Series performance as the greatest playoff performance of all time. Hard to debate that. World War II, a 422-foot Liberty ship was named the USS Christy Mathewson. Wow. His plaque at the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown says, greatest of all the great pitchers in the 20th century's first quarter and ends with the statement, Matty was master of them all. Wow, That's cool. You know, I haven't been to Cooperstown in a very long time. I went as a kid, uh, and I probably didn't appreciate it fully. I would love to go back now as a a huge baseball fan adult and just soak that s up, right? And like, because I feel like the stuff on those plaques is probably really cool, yep, and well written, and kind of like this cool, like because that's that's like witty as well as informative, right? Mm -hmm. I'd love to be able to kind of dive in and see that kind of stuff again. It's been so long since I went. I. I guess I was. I've, I've never been spoiled because I lived so close to it. Um, I think I went a couple of times. We went with like the baseball team a couple of times. My my high school team played up there at the at the field. Um, so it's just like I. I'd love to go back now as yeah. a baseball loving adult. Yeah. Born August twelfth, eighteen eighty. Wow. Died at forty five. Man. DB. At least he got his career done. DB was an SOB, that's for sure. That's so wild. Triple, two-time Triple Crown, like pitching Triple Crown. I don't know necessarily know what that is. ERA, strikeouts, and wins? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. You want to talk about the picture I got? Yeah, I do. 373 and The way you reacted to it made me think you would want to talk about it immediately, but you're having a similar reaction to Christy Matthews' stats <laughs> as you did to the picture I showed yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was just... <laughs> Stuff sexy, man. I can't. I can't get away from it. Um, uh, you just received a text message from my aunt. Yes, please share with us. You showed me something that I didn't really know how to respond to because it's just so clear and crisp and amazing. Uh, she said she sent a picture. Okay. She said, "Look at what arrived today." Uh, John, that's my uncle. His best friend's brother died recently. He collected cigars and sports memorabilia. Uh, his best friend sent us this. It is in a case. Mm-hmm. It is a signed baseball, and it is my favorite player of all time. Arguably the greatest player of all time. Could argue it. Mickey Mantle, signed baseball. Number seven. And it says Mickey Mantle number seven on it. And now my aunt and uncle are in the possession of that, and um, I'm going to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you live, I and do. I'm coming. And then when Mike steals it, he's going to lose it accidentally. Now I have to ask... If that ball is in your possession, do you keep it? Yes. Without a doubt. I'm not selling that. Are you kidding me? That's Mickey Mantle. I wouldn't sell it either. I'm uh, maybe perusing the internet to see how many dollars I might get for it, whether I sell it or not. Okay, what is the dollar amount? I mean, if someone's giving me 10 k for it, that ball's gone. <sighs> I want 100 k. I think you could get way more than that. I know. Probably, you're probably right. But if someone is like, I will give you 10 k for that ball right now, I'd be like, boom, have it. Just, just like ten k cash. It's because he played center field for the Yanks and not the Orioles. Nick <laughs> Markakis signed a, ball. I'm holding on to this for never selling dollars. Adam Jones signed. Now I'll have that. Adam Eric jo- Bedard. Adam Jones is probably the greatest center fielder in the history of the Orioles. Ooh, 
I mean, it's not Brady. Anderson. I'm, not an, I'm not an Orioles <laughs> uh, historian here about my knowledge starts basically at like 2001. Uh, I said this to you, Mike. I don't know what I would do with that if it was in my presence in the sense like I don't know if I could even like hold the container that the ball is. You'd be in. too nervous to drop it. Not it just have that. a huge load either. Not just that, but just kind of like that's an awe. You know, that that's like a I just get off at weird times. He's not wrong. That's like when John Travolta opens up the the briefcase in Pulp Fiction and he's got the smoke in his mouth and he pulls it away and he looks at it and he kind of stops and Jules is like, are we good? He goes, yeah, we're good. (laughs) That's kind of like how I feel. I'll be like, oh, wow. Uh, It was Adam Jones, by the way. Definitive 2020 Orioles best center fielders of all time. Adam Jones. Who's number two? Brady Anderson. Paul Blair. No idea. 64 to 76. Legend. <clears throat> 64 to 76. That means he probably won three World Series titles. Then good ch- good Al chance he had Bumbry. one. Okay. Mike Devereaux. Sure. Jackie Brandt. Yep. Remember. Honorable mentions. Baby Doll Jacobson. Oh, Ooh. who could forget? Who could forget? Bert Schotten. Speaking of Baby Doll, right next to Goodfoot. Sam West. Good pizza. Wally nice. Judnick. Uh, Wally. And Fred Lynn. Ah, Fred. Oh, Fred Lynn. Fred Lynn. So Fred Lynn played like, what, 10 minutes for the Orioles? So they're like, that Hall of Famer counts as one of the greatest. Uh, (laughs) Compiled three productive seasons. Okay. 85 to 88. Okay. The end of his career when he was, because he was a lot better. That's why he's an honorable mention. Yeah, he's a lot better for the Red Sox and the Angels. Uh, It's Adam Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Jones is great. Franchise's all-time leader in games, hits, homers, and RBIs among center fielders. Could have been the second greatest uh, center fielder for the Mariners. Could have been. Instead, they got Eric Bedard. <laughs> Ouch. Hey, we got a sick burn. I'm pretty sure Orioles got at least one solid season out of Bedard, so I'll take it. Yeah. And well, then it was you got enough to get you out then of you Jones? Got 15 out yeah, of Adam Jones. So. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we want to talk a little NBA bubble and the snitch line. Is that what we're calling this thing? Uh oh. Look out. Look out. Also, it's Damian Lillard's birthday. We'll do that next. That's Mike Lynch, Joe Fish behind the glass. I'm Patrick Harris, Tanae the fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's funny that I keep saying Mickey Mantle's my favorite baseball player ever, even though I'm just obsessed with pitchers. I don't know. Also never got to see him play. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Just something about him, man. Something about him. Just makes me like. All right, let's 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 uh, let, let's turn to this. All right? We have the NBA coming up, too. This is an NBA show. So it would be stupid for us not to cover the uh, most uh, exciting news in the NBA, it, right? It was going to be an NBA show if it baseball still could didn't be. get their ass together. It still could be. I haven't. Have you seen a game of baseball? No. Well, I've seen like workout videos in the NBA. I've seen scrimmages in baseball. I have too. You seen that dude in really right exciting. field? You seen that dude in right field for the Dodgers? He keeps doing awesome plays. What's his name? Uh, Chico. He's like a he's like a, a clubhouse attendant. I have not because seen they're that. like short on players, so they just like throw guys out there. And he robbed a robbed a home run from Mookie Betts. <laughs> really? Yeah. And then he robbed one off. I believe it was uh, either Chris Taylor or Max Muncie. Yeah, those guys are like basically the same people to me, even though they look extremely different. Say Max Muncie is like big and wide, <laughs> and Chris Taylor is not. But yeah, he's not a Mariner anymore. Anyway. And so he robs one out again out in left field. And then 
throws it back, instantly throws it back in the infield, and they double him up. I have not seen that at all. You got to go see this. This guy, Chico, he's like a groundsman or a, a the, clubhouse attendant. The only ones I've been following are, of course, the Yankees. And they're doing like the weird, like ghost base runners and ghost fielders where uh, like occasionally some random person will go field instead. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't understand what this is, what this is. But uh, hey, baseball. This guy, Chico's robbing home runs in right in left <laughs> field. Just just throwing that out there for the Dodgers. Dodgers. Chico. I believe that's his name. I believe his name is Chico. Like a legend of Chico is what I heard the other day. This, this tweet, the first thing that popped up, the Orioles, Giants, and Marlins front office is looking at the game tape of Chico and the Dodgers scrimmage tonight. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, like, how many times you see this, you're kind of like, I mean, oh, the, here's the, the highlight. You're like, can this guy play? Chris Taylor, deep to left field. Chico, well, he didn't rob a home run. He just made a nice well, He's play. not a home run, but he made a great play, but then yeah. he doubles him up. Chico has already had a better Dodgers career than Josh Reddick, and I'm completely serious. <laughs> That's the truth. That's how it goes. Chico. He's, he's making a ton of these plays out there. Yeah, man. He's really good. He looks so small. Look at his arm. <laughs> yeah, dude, because he's some guy. Dude, he just threw it on a rope right to second base and tagged someone out. Yeah, man. Come on, Chico. Of course, he's wearing like 99. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm in, dude. Chico for life. I want Chico on my team. We could use oh, a left here's fielder. Here's a Jock Peterson hit. That Stop. You're, you're rabbit holing here, Mike. I, do you... You brought this up. I know. You knew what you were doing. And I'm trying to pull you out. I'm trying to pull you out. Hey, the NBA bubble. The NBA bubble. Snitch line. Snitch line. Patrick. You said it's really fascinating. It is fascinating. (laughs) Reel it in. Reel it in. NBA snitch line. I make you mad balls nine likes on Twitter. I hate you. Uh, So, the NBA snitch line. Yes. You're in on this. You Uh, were telling me you said you thought this was pretty fascinating. I thought the whole bubble thing in the NBA was fascinating. Yeah, the snitch line's a funny little aside. Like, if someone's not following the rules, you can snitch them out. First of all, if you're an NBA player, don't be a snitch. Stop that. Don't do that. But also, because it's COVID, well, maybe be a snitch. I don't know. I'm very torn on the whole idea. of it Game seven of the Western Conference Finals and James Harden's like, I saw Anthony Davis at the bar last night. Just <laughs> no throwing mask, that out there. People all over the place, social distancing, complete He failure. was literally licking all the service staff. <laughs> yes. I think, I think at some point. In breaking news, Woj Bomb. At some point, they should release the tapes, the voicemails, <laughs> because apparently they've been getting calls. Yeah, I'm I sure. Saw, I saw a report today that Dwight Howard was called on the snitch line for not wearing a mask in public. <laughs> um, again, is it trustworthy? I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a report about a snitch line. CJ McCollum calls out Damian Lillard and they lose. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a Matisse Tybel is uh, on the Sixers mm-hmm. and he's been making this little vlog series. He said he has his camera there. Mm-hmm. Kind of fascinating to watch. I watched the first two parts, which were when he was in quarantine in his room when he couldn't leave. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, wow, this is this is happening. Like they're entering a bubble and they are having to stay there until they are eliminated from the season. And there are guys who are already breaking the bubble yeah. and being forced another 10 days of quarantine because of it. Even if like the one guy on the Kings just crossed the line accidentally because he was picking up like a Postmates order. Yeah. Um, but 10 more days, can't do it. But it's I, just like, it's fascinating to me, the whole idea. You know, you keep saying bubble. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, they're all going to do that. But now that you see the video of it, it's like, huh, that's kind of interesting. This whole thing kind of reminds me of, like, the thought to me of going to outer space and, like, being by yourself for, like, long periods of time sort of thing. I am really fascinated in the NBA bubble. And I was kind of 
I was kind of hoping the MLB was going to do the same thing. Uh, simply because I think it's assuming people follow the rules, be the safest sort of outcome of it all. But what's interesting about the NBA bubble is, and I know that some people think to themselves, you know, well, I I don't know, man. I got my family. You know, I know like guys like Mike Trout in baseball have been kind of like, you know, my wife's pregnant. I don't really know about that sort of thing. But I, this concept of being gone for two months and you're in your hotel room and then you go play basketball and then you go back. Like the concept of it is kind of groovy to me of that your focus is literally on one thing and that's just playing ball. Yeah. And then if you're smart about it, like take local guys, Hassan Whiteside, I'll play Call of Duty for 18 hours and then I'm going to take a break. Then I'm going to play Call of Duty for 18 more hours and then I'm going to take a break. And then there's Dame who's got happy birthday to you. I know you're listening. I know you're a P1. What up, dude? Uh, he's got a record uh, studio in there. Like, I think that sort of concept of having that moment of like looking at yourself, like, what do you really like to do, Mike? What do you really, really love to do that you never have enough time for? Never have enough time for. Or, or it's something that you have enough time for, but you could put more time into. You know, you don't get to answer. the The idea is like to uh, think about it. Honestly, reading. Yeah, I love reading, and I go through phases where I read every night for hours, and then I stop reading for like three or four straight months. And the book is sitting next to my bedside uh, on my night table, mm -hmm. and I just won't pick it up. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if I I'm could, like near the end of the book that I'm reading, and I haven't touched it in months. Like, what am I doing? Like being in the restaurant industry. <laughs> I'm rewatching Rick and Morty. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> like being in the being in the restaurant industry. If like me and my coworkers, we had to go live in a bubble for two months, sort of thing. I would have books, and I'd be making music. Yeah, and and I mean I'd be gaming because uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm gaming, still a gamer. Yeah, but. you would watch. You'd be gaming, and and we'd all be watching TV or movies or whatever sort of thing. But I'd you would be playing singles ping pong, not would, doubles. That's you, you would have that time, and I'm kind of like jealous. Yeah, that's kind of. Cool. I want to be in the NBA bubble. The only thing is, that I know your like wife and kids might miss you're you. You're away from home for four months. Yeah, but, or three months. Yeah, but the 13 million dollars you just got guaranteed on a sh on a you know weird season is gonna. I think they're gonna be okay. Well, it's not a real. This is the end of their season. It's not well, weird. Yeah, they already no, played their whole season. Yeah, but basically. the money you made from that season, I think, like, honey, I, I'll, I'll be back. Yeah, yeah. like you know, there, there's not strip they've clubs. Their side there's not anyway. strip clubs in Epcot, you know. Well, so like, they've don't already got side pieces they can invite. Though <laughs> you saw that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. The one, the one Instagram hot already came out and said she was invited to the bubble. Like, what are you doing? You don't snitch, they lady. Are, they are allowed to bring guests. You know, that's ridiculous. How do? How can you bring a guest? I think they have to be tested the same way the NBA players are tested. Right? This is so dumb. Which of the sports that are coming back has the most chance of success? Um, I'm thinking team sports. Because, like, golf, that's eh, going to finish, right? NASCAR sure. is fine. Sure. Uh, hockey. Because it's in Canada. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> COVID is not in Edmonton and Toronto like yeah, it is everywhere and, else and, here. Yeah, and most of their side pieces, if they're in America, they can't get across the border. <laughs> but, like, the NBA side pieces are going to be the downfall of them. And they only need to, like, like be chill for, like, six weeks. Is there, like, a slew of Instagram hots who are taking three-month vacations to Florida right now? Like, oh, I'm just leaving L.A. for a couple of months. Going to go, uh, going to go to Florida. I've always wanted to go to Disney World. They're just, like, staying in I've a... I've heard Disney World's reopening, right? Just staying in a boat off the coast, just yeah, waiting for like, the call. Just <laughs> Like, I'm with Dame on this. When Dame came out and was like, 
Guys can't even behave when there's no bubble. This text says they can't bring guests until three weeks in. I hope that's true. All right. Well, what? We're a week in now for them? Does this count as one week? Uh, What's going to happen when, like, word gets out, like, yo, uh, blah, 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 has got a girl up in their room. It's like, she's passed. They all just flood to it. <laughs> that's the snitch line right there. <laughs> it's a crowd of guys on the floor I, seven. I don't know. The bubble thing, I think, is a great idea. But I'm kind of with Lillard on this. Like, I don't know if NBA players will follow the rules. I don't think he humans, said it. I don't think humans will follow the rules. Fair, fair, fair. I mean, if this was baseball in the in the sixties, hey, wear a mask. My freedoms. <laughs> if this was baseball in the sixties, no way they're bubbling. No way they're bubbling. I don't know. It's a pretty free reign. It's we just a, got done talking about Mickey Mantle. It's a pandemic. It's a pandemic. Yeah. Spanish flu happened in, the, what, 1918, right? So yeah. They, they wore masks back then and had to do things. Yeah, the Red Sox won the World Series that year. Did they? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Last yeah. one before 2000, I mean, a year I forget. I just I just watched the uh, Ken Burns thing. What year was that? I just watched the Ken Burns thing. 2000 something or They were talking about apparently the 1908 World Series was a hell of a thing. Like at the end of the season, yeah. Look back to your rewatch of baseball. Yeah, at the end of the season there was a lot of stuff going on and they were tied with the New York Giants for the best record. But a game like a week before the end of the season, uh Somebody hit hit a ground ball to center field, which scored the winning run, but the guy on first never touched second. So the other team ran through the crowd and beat up some dudes to find the ball and then jumped on second base and showed the ump that he jumped on second base, and that was a force out. And so technically the game ended in a tie. Yeah, dude, crazy stuff. But anyway, at the end of it, they were like, that was the last time the Cubs won the World Series. They've never won it since. <laughs> and I just, like, sobbed profusely. <laughs> 2016, man. Good series. Man. Good series. Was a good series. Unless you're a Cleveland fan. Still a good series. Woof. Woof. Anyway, I want to be in a bubble. I think a bubble would be fun for like two months. I'm, I mean, sure. What if we, I'm what not if we, like interested in going to a bubble? What if we bubble, lived here but at I, the station? No. <clears throat> yeah. No. Yeah, man. And have there's, you seen the carpets here? Yeah, man. And that's there, where the that's where the COVID is. And there and there's bedrooms. Hiding. And there there's there's bedrooms instead of the sales offices. And uh it's just us. And uh I stay up late and blast music real loud and Dusty Hare gets mad at me because he has to work in three hours. <laughs> and I stay up late playing Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. 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 In reading. Yeah. Cam's banging on my door. He's like, I'm tired of that classic rock. See how we bring full round. <laughs> You're like, go back to sleep, old man. I just got <laughs> off the air a couple hours ago. By the way, F the Huskies. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag go Cougs. <laughs> I didn't even say it. You said it. All right, when we come back, I do want to talk talk a little fantasy baseball. Are you interested in playing this year? Uh, so we'll get to that next. But first, here's Joe with sports. Fantasy baseball is easy if you know what you're doing. Who's winning? What is occurring? Which player should be in your lineup card? I have today's forecast for you. Hot! And who should be sitting next to you in the dugout? We're going back to work on fundamentals. Fundamental. In the middle of the season? This is the Fantasy Grind. Part of the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
watching HP6 on TV right now, which put us down a rabbit hole of Narcissa Malfoy. But yeah. hey, now we know things. I brought up the question of, I think one thing that isn't explained well enough in the books or the movies is how at the end she like stops being bad. It's because she lied to Voldemort about Harry being dead. Yes. That's what we decided. Decided. Discovered. We didn't decide. We also found out that she is in the Sirius Black family. I did not know that. Yeah. Are we nerds? We are nerds. I was pretty confident she was in the Sirius Black family, but we did confirm it. Yes. We did confirm it. All right. Also sisters to Bellatrix Lestrange. That, yeah, that's what I was, I was like. I'm pretty sure her and Bellatrix are sisters. Um, uh, Mike, you and I are in a couple fantasy leagues together. We are. By the way, isn't it great to hear that open? It was, when it started playing, I was like, oh, that's what this open is like. Yeah. I forgot about that. In the middle of the season, fundamentals. Do you remember when we actually like did deep dives into fantasy baseball? Yeah, man. We even were, even last year we kind of stopped doing. That. I thought we were I thought we were good at it, man. I listen to you all the time, and my teams are always you know an S show, and it was okay. I thought I thought we did all right with that, man. Yeah, I mean we did okay. Last year I think we kind of faded from doing it, but you know. Well, I think a lot of it is that the listeners don't care as much. Yeah, we had like one or two people who were interested in it. Yeah, and they, was like, can we not talk about? Yeah, and that's kind of what it is. Uh, right. So instead, we just kind of incorporated it with guys that were playing well. You know, it'd be like Jack Flaherty in his last seven starts. Go pick him up. Yeah. Or you can't because someone's beat you to it. <laughs> uh, anyway, are you interested in playing fantasy baseball this year, Mike? Man, I'm torn about that, dude. I So we got a text from the commissioner of one of the leagues that we're in today. Yep. About draft and how we're going to do it for free this year because, you know, it's only 60 games or whatever. And if we do a season, I'll do it. But I think my passion for it is not going to be at the same level as it normally is. I don't know. I don't know why. I think I think I'm struggling this year with sports coming back in general because I had so much excitement in February and March and it's just been completely tapped out. Yeah. So it's like I, I'm having a hard time revving back up for it, you know? Even with like the Premier League coming back, I was excited and I'm doing the Premier League fantasy again and I'm I'm back into it. So I'm assuming that will happen with baseball too, but played a rough day in fantasy. I woof. Oh, I didn't check my team. Oh, God, man. Um, Not so bueno on this guy. I triple captain Bruno, so yeah. hopefully he does well. Well, De Bruyne didn't play, so hopefully Bruno plays well. <laughs> yeah, and I <clears> almost <throat> triple captain De Bruyne. Thank God I didn't. Um, I uh, I think the passion will come as the season starts again, but for some reason I'm not as passionate about doing it this year. Yeah. I don't know if you feel the same way or not. Well, I'm in. I'm in. I love fantasy baseball, and the fantasy sports that I do play, I love a lot which is why I stopped playing fantasy football and why I never played fantasy NBA was because I stopped enjoying that fantasy as much, but I've always enjoyed fantasy baseball. And, you know, and I'm in my third season of fantasy premier league. Um, and I, and I enjoy those. Uh, I'm in the only thing, the biggest thing that I'm concerned about, and I don't know how to address it because I don't know the solution. I don't know what to do with keeper leagues. You know what I mean? Right. Like, do you use the keeper league and keep it going? Everybody we saw on that list, none of those guys are, are keepers, you know, so you, your team shouldn't be hurt by it. Do you almost, how do, do you, you almost like just say keeper rules are null this year and you just restart them next year? But that's the other thing. Like, also, what if, if the season gets canceled after 10 days, do you lose a keeper year? Well, yeah. And also like, 
you know, DeGrom had back stiffness, you know. What if that, you know, what if he comes back out and he has to have back surgery and now he's out all of 2020 or 2021? Like, I, I, like I, I, I don't know how to approach it. And I don't know the answer. I don't know either. Uh, if this, if we weren't in a keeper league, I'd be like, oh, yeah, man, send it. Yeah, let's do this. Because, I mean, I even saw something the other day. Somebody was like, yo, man, I'm not in a keeper league. Do I draft Mike Trout number one overall? Like, what if his wife has his child and COVID gets serious and he bounces and goes back home? Am I just out my over, number one overall draft pick? You still draft my trout number one overall. Well, I know, but I mean, I mean, it I, does it does add that question. Yeah, but I think that that's the kind of stuff. Like, I think we are are the keepers that I was looking at at the end of 2019 going into 2020 still the same guys I want going into no, 2021. Especially, especially if your keepers included a lot of young players that were maybe going to make their break. Yeah. With only 60 games, they might not get the same shot this year unless they're on a bad team. But you don't necessarily want to lose them either, right? So that's where, in my opinion, if you're doing a baseball fantasy league this year, just make it a straight, no rules based around your league, 60-game rush, draft like nothing happened, you know, refresh everything, right? Yeah. And then in 2021... The you go from 2019 to 2021. 2020 is it's the COVID year. That's how I would do it, and just say, don't worry about the rules of the league right now. We'll, we'll just draft as if there's no rules and like that we've had over the last few years, and just go. That's probably how I would do it too. I guess it's just the keeper thing. Just well, I'm not saying we use keepers for this year. I don't. I don't think I want that. Well, I just don't your know roster how from 2019 will be reinstated into 2021 as your team to choose keepers from. That's what I would do. Yeah. 2020 is a wash year. It could be fun to do 60 games, whatever. Whatever happens this year in fantasy has no regards for the history of your league. That's how I would do it. Man, it's weird. Now, in football, I had a fantasy football meeting with my league. And because, you know, the NFL hasn't made any official plans yet. They're going to try and play. We were talking about, like, is there anything we need to do for COVID? And I think we're going to add another IR spot. So that in case one of our or two of our players gets COVID, yeah, we don't have to cut them. Yeah, yeah, you can have a little IR. extra because we have two right now, so it would give us three. But if I have no COVID players, then I'm just going to exploit the the s out of that. Well, you can't. You can't leave people who aren't injured on there. No, but I mean, like, if I have multiple people that are injured, instead of dropping someone, I'm going to use that extra COVID spot. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's just an IR spot, but it's for the inevitability that someone's going to miss a game due to COVID. Yeah. It's just we had to plan around it, but it's not. It's still going to be the same league with the same rules because it's supposed to be a full season. Jacob DeGrom mysteriously missing for 14 days. Yeah. No reason why. <laughs> no reason why. He is no longer on the premise so, either. I'm not as in, in, in passionate about it this year. Um, I will play it because I do enjoy fantasy sports, and it is baseball. And Dude, streaming pitchers? And maybe that could the, be a serious thing. Oh, that's going to be weird. May, and maybe I will get sucked in like I, I did again with Fantasy Premier League. But um, at the moment, I'm just kind of like, I'd rather just watch the games. Maybe if I play, I will do an experiment and try to stream a pitcher every day. Depending on how many, obviously, how many pickups and drops we have. If there's a limit on it. But maybe I'll... Like a limit on starts per week or whatever. Yeah, maybe, maybe I will like have fun with this. Test some theories I don't test with, you know. I tend to struggle a lot with home runs. <clears throat> that like has I, been your downfall. Home runs have always been a downfall for me. I do decent with RBIs, uh, but home runs have always been a downfall for me. Average, I do fairly well with. Maybe I just 
take a shot at a year with a bunch of crushers. I struggle with OBP. Yeah. That's my weakness because I draft all these guys who get me high up in the categories mm-hmm. that count. And then my OBP is like second to last. And I'm like, but they're on base. <clears throat> if yeah. our if if our money leagues are going no money this year, maybe this is the opportunity to do, do something out, yeah, out yeah. of the ordinary. Maybe I go with like the five. Maybe I just start drafting the five best closers in baseball. <laughs> and I just have like my, my ERA and my saves and my whip is just killer. <laughs> And then stream starters and, and hope, uh, hope Michael Brantley has a good year because he's not a full-on Astros cheater. He's just a kind of Astros cheater. He's a full-on Astros cheater. No, he wasn't there in 16. Or he in was there last year when 17. they were still doing it, apparently. Jose Altuve last year hit that home run off Chapman. Don't I take, hate Joe. Don't take my jersey off. I hate Joe. Don't take it off. It's my Anakin Skywalker impression. I hate you. <laughs> I mean, okay. It's probably better <laughs> it's than Hayden Christensen did it. <laughs> hey all right, we'll wrap this back. the high ground down again. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't try it. That's what he says. Don't try it. You underestimate my power. It's like, whoa, dude, you didn't need, like, super good diction in that. <laughs> Should have just been like, you underestimate my power. So he's like, you underestimate my power. I think it's because they, they want him to look like a whiny little bee. Well, all Skywalkers are. <laughs> But um, they are like, what do you want from me? Oh, I was going to Taji Stand and pick up some power advantage. Like, I love that you love Star Wars so much that you just made up something that is probably true. I have no idea what you said. Oh yeah. Oh, I I was gonna go to the Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. That's the first line that Luke ever says. Really? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I want you to clean these up for dinner. And he goes, but I was gonna go to the Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I you remember. can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. All right, we're done with this. When we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. This is the Hot Corner, ten eighty, the fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. I am so excited to slurp up my favorite pitcher in baseball. It's hard to get down the throat. He's already on top of him when he's going down. Uh, I now know all the ages of uh, the main three of the uh, Harry Potter series. We did some research in the break. Some quick stuff. Because they were drinking butterbeer, which we just think is hazy IPA. Yeah, we think it's hazy IPA. Although, for aesthetics, there was clearly whipped cream on it. Yeah, because the foam doesn't move. The foam doesn't move. It's just sitting there looking um, all pretty on the top. But Emma would have been 19. 19. Daniel's 20. And Rupert is 21. Rupert is 21, so he's buying. Well, remember, they're English, so technically they're probably all oh, legal. That's right. Yeah. So they're just smashing hazy IPAs. When is... Is it eighteen in England? Is that what it is? I don't know what it is. I know is it some 16? place. I know some places in Europe. Is I think twelve. Ger- I think Germany is. You can drink at sixteen. You can't drive till eighteen. Hmm. So then that way you can like understand what alcohol does to your body. You know, before you get behind the wheel of a car. Oh, well, I guess that's so. Okay. Yeah, weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Fake news. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Here we are. I love these movies. The Half Blood Prince. You said this is your least favorite movie and book. It's not my least favorite movie. It's near the bottom uh, in terms of the series. See, it's so interesting to me because this is my favorite book. Really? Yeah. Um, my favorite movie is four. 
I, Goblet's great. I love Goblet. Book is excellent as yeah, well. I, I wish mean, I wish they would have done the like the full maze. Like the maze yeah. in the book is so great. I think that's my favorite book as well. Mm. Um, I think I would go. I liked Seven a lot. The en- the ending it was is well done. The ending is cheesy, or the epilogue is cheesy, but the epilogue is terrible. Terrible. I like T R B L. Terrible. I like Seven a lot, and. You know, they did part one and two in the movies because they wanted to make more money. And part one was really slow, but part two was really good. Um, my least favorite movie is three because they did not do that book justice. Oh, that's my second favorite book. That book was great. I love Ask that Man. movie was frankly bad. Oh, I thought it was good. Um, Interesting. Because the earlier movies to me were a little hit or miss. Because they're, you know, they're young actors, so yeah. they're not fully developed. Super, yet. like, a little more kid-friendly. Yeah. Like, Chamber of Secrets, I think most people say that's their least favorite book and probably their least favorite movie. Well. Even though, when you look back on it, there's more things in Chambers of Secrets that, like, that's like. It's, like, disgusting. It, yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, Chamber of Secrets has a lot more stuff that comes into play yeah, yeah. at the very end with, the, like, horcruxes and things like that. The first, I mean, the first one, what is it? I don't even remember the name. The Sorcerer's Stone, Sorcerer Stone or yeah. Philosophers, if you're in England. Um, that is the worst book and movie because it's it's not fully fleshed out yet. Um, I like Chamber of Secrets better because it's you already care about the characters and it's fleshed out and it's way cooler. When you, when you, I rewatched the movies recently, mm-hmm. the Sorcerer's Stone <clears throat> is like, uh, what is happening? Yeah. And then the Chamber of Secrets is like, oh my god, this is creepy. But like, Sorcerer's Stone, Sorcerer's Stone has. One of the Deathly Hallows, yeah. correct? Yes. I mean, it's impactful. I'm all I'm saying is that yeah. it's early, but there is so a not there is a basilisk in Chamber of Secrets and the great Kenneth Branagh, who I love. I also I love like, me some Kenneth Branagh, and I like Order of Phoenix too. So, Order of Phoenix is uh, probably my second favorite book because it's all exposition, mm-hmm. and I like the backstory stuff. Yeah, I love that learning about Sirius Black mm-hmm. and and all those people that you meet. Yep. Sirius um, Black is my second favorite character, so anything that revolves around him is the best. Yeah. Uh, when I tell you this, it should be no surprise as to why Half Blood Prince is my favorite book. Severus Snape. Oh, that's no. my guy. Of course. Well, Sirius is probably my favorite character of I like mean, the good guys, the true good guys. What a great twist! Well, in this movie I guess too. Snape is a true he, good guy. Well, debatable. Good soldiers follow orders. Debatable. Snape is a good guy. But is he a true good guy? That's debatable. I think he is a tragic hero. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So he's not fully good. No. Because he's done some bad stuff. He's done some bad stuff. I mean, hell. Come on. He killed yeah. Dumbledore. <laughs> Dumbledore told him to. I know, but he still to did it. To save Draco Malfoy. But he still did it. Because he was told to. You would do. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I did this on Twitter recently with somebody and I kind of did like the order of books and movies that I liked. I mean, four to me is my favorite. Four's I, good. I love, 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 love the whole like war game kind of mm-hmm. thing, which is why I like the hunger games so much. I um, never read the books. I enjoyed the movies, but I really only liked it when they were in the game. Well, it's the first two. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry about the third one. Yeah. But one and two, the books are good. Um, I loved Ender's game. I mean, just like, I love that book. I need to reread that book. Uh, we did. I did a class in college where I read that book for the first time, and the the class was like, it was a, about books that were about war games. Oh, okay. And it like really opened my mind to that style, and I was like, this is really cool. 
Talk about ultimate plot twist. Yeah. I never saw it coming. No, no, me I neither. never saw it coming. Me when neither. I was reading that book and I got to the end, I just went, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. And I think I read it in like eighth grade and was like, are you kidding me? Because um, you feel like you're like one of them. Yeah. Oh, I could be Ender. Exactly. I could totally be Ender. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, although chock full of way too many 80s references, Ready Player One is also really cool. I haven't read the book. Uh, book. Yeah, I haven't read the book. I probably should. Yeah, I mean- you might enjoy the references more because you lived more in the 80s than I did. Because I'm old. I was Older. F- I was five in 1990. Like, I didn't live in the 80s. I'm yeah. just maybe a little more accustomed to 80s pop culture right. than you are. Well, right, because you were five. I was one in 1990. <laughs> right. um, there's a, it is overdone with the references. Mm-hmm. This author loves his 80s stuff. Yeah. But the world they built is really cool. Did you ever see the movie? Yes. Was it any good? Spielberg, right? Yeah, Did Spielberg do it? It's entertaining. It doesn't do the book a ton of justice. I want to say he was like the executive producer, which is just basically putting your name on a movie and yeah, not really yeah, yeah. doing much. I don't know if he wrote any of it. Well, I, you know, I don't think he wrote it. I don't think he adapted it, but he might have been no, the director. director Steven Spielberg. Yeah. yeah. How about that? It is a, Slam it right in my face. It is a good movie, but read the book and then watch the movie. Oh, I would definitely read the book before I watch the movie. Yeah, because the you'll get more depth out of the book. Obviously, yeah. there's a uh, the race scene. There's a race scene in that movie where they're uh-huh. going after one of the keys. That's like one it's of called the- Tron. Sorry, <laughs> right? Sidetrack. Uh, that scene is like just amazing to me. I, I it is well done in the movie. I mean, yeah. the graphics, obviously CGI are awesome, but audio wise too. Just like watching that scene is just overwhelming. But you're just want more after that it's hmm. solid flick solid huh. flick and the book's not long so i can no, power through a, the book it's a quick read. 100 page short story yeah. like not short story but i can lend it to you if you want to have it oh i'll just go buy it okay yeah i i, I don't like to borrow books that i want to read because i want to keep them when i'm done yeah i don't give away books so i appreciate the offer yeah i'd rather just go buy it god i wish i could go to pals pals online i know it's just not the same i know but you can still support them I know, but you know what a bookstore is like? Dude, I love Powell. So cool. I will go to that gold room and walk through the sci-fi section for hours. Right. I love that. Right. Give it to me. They even have Star Wars split up in Legends and Canon. (laughs) You guys are as big of nerds as me. They know what they're doing. And then I'm in the Legends category, and someone's like, this new one came out. I'm like, shut up. Nobody likes Disney. It's not true. Disney's actually done good stuff with Star Wars. Yeah. So read... Make that your next book. If Ready you, Player One? Yeah, it's... Well, I want to get into Dune because I need to reread Dune because that movie's coming out. Okay, but <clears throat> again, I'm going to throw this out to you as you... You don't need to rewatch something if there's something you want that's new. Yeah, right I suppose that's it. true. If you've already read Dune, read Ready Player One. It'll take you five <clears throat> days if you're reading at a healthy clip. <clears throat> and then get to Dune. Because yeah. guess what? Dune is a series. Yeah, but I haven't read Dune in like 15 years. Well, neither have I. But you know Dune. Yeah. And Dune's long. It is long. And there's like three of, well, there's more than that. There's only two or three you need to read. The rest are not great. Well, I was only going to read the first one. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. That's probably the only thing you really need to read. <sighs> I mean, I think I own the first three. Anyway. Yeah. I like this classic rock song. Anyway, we'll be back next week. Uh, <laughs> hopefully we might have Big John on the program. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we'll we'll chat with him and see if he wants to come down as we'll break down. I guess we got a preseason. We got to figure this thing out and figure out the who season will have already started. He, who's who's going to win? Who's going to do the thing? So we'll do that next week. Uh, that's Mike Lynch, Joe Fish behind the glass. I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do. I think I'm going to go watch more baseball tonight. Yeah, that's it.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.